Welcome, true believers to Wonder Soul. In this exciting issue of the spectacular podcast, your friendly neighborhood bearded Buddha discusses his favorite hero of all time, Spider-Man. Turn through the pages to find out how Peter Parker influenced and impacted him like so many others. Why do people relate to the wall crawler? Also, what bearded Buddha thought about the newest video game to feature our web slinger on PlayStation 4? All this and more. So strap in for an action-packed episode of Wonder Soul. This is episode 29, Spider-Man. Enjoy and Excelsior! Then we, we were now on a roll. The Fantastic Four was a big seller. The Hulk was doing well. So Martin said, Stan, dream up another one. So I did Spider-Man. And um, when you do a superhero strip, the first thing you have to think of is what superpower will he have? And I was trying to think of a new power. I mean, we already had the Thing who was the strongest guy and the Hulk was strong. We had a guy who could fly, the Human Torch. We had the Invisible Girl. We had everybody could do everything. Yeah. So I, I was what I've told this story so often that for all I know it might even be true because I really don't remember exactly. But I think I was watching a fly walking on a wall, and I said, "Gee, wouldn't it be cool if I had a hero who could stick to walls like an insect?" I thought I'll, I'll get a guy who's like an insect. So I figured, okay, what kind? What'll I call him? Insect man? That didn't sound dramatic. Mosquito man? No. <laughs> I went down the list. When I got to Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Oh, that sounded dramatic. So I figured I'd call him that, and then we had him shoot webs, and that was great. Um, and again, I tried to keep it realistic. In order not to make him a typical hero, I made him an average guy who was kind of unpopular. He was sort of a nerd. Uh, the kids didn't like him. They thought he was a bookworm. He didn't have enough money. He had to support his old aunt. Um, he was an orphan. Uh, he was shy and so forth. And it turned out he was somebody that the readers could relate to. So he became very successful. He became our most popular character. Welcome to Wonder Soul, a weekly podcast featuring a variety of topics dealing with life's many passions and experiences. Wonder Soul is created and hosted by me, Bearded Buddha. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and follow Wonder Soul wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. If you would like to support Wonder Soul and become a Patreon subscriber and receive exclusive benefits, click on the link in the description below. 
This is episode number 29, titled Spider-Man. So let's begin the show. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Wondersoul. I really appreciate your support. I hope everyone is doing well. I would like to start off this episode with a little bit of a background. My love and passion for superheroes definitely started off when I was young. I think for most people, that's when it kicks off. I remember as a kid being really into Batman. Uh, I grew up in the 90s and the Batman animated series would be on around dinner time and I remember being super excited to watch that. I'd watch the X-Men animated series. Um, I was really into Batman, X-Men, not really any of the Marvel characters that are super popular right now like Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, the Avengers. Uh, At that time in my life, I was really into just a handful of different characters from DC and from Marvel. But one that really resonated with me then and still does now would have to be Spider-Man. I would watch the animated series back when I was growing up. Uh, I would read his comic books. I was just captivated by the character, the hero, and even the alias of Spider-Man, who is Peter Parker. Now, if for some reason you're listening to this and you don't know anything about Spider-Man, best way to explain is that he's a Marvel superhero that was bitten by a radioactive spider and then thus was granted superpowers that of a spider so pretty much he can crawl on walls he has like a spider sense uh he's really quick has agility um he has well besides the fact that peter parker is pretty intelligent he um he can shoot webs sometimes it's from his actual wrist sometimes it's from uh, a fluid that he makes and puts in his web shooters that are attached to his wrist um, he has different kind of gadgets uh, but he is just a hero that I remember really just feeling like that would be the hero that I would be if I ever had the opportunity saying that I mean if I were to ask you if you could have any superpower you know what would it be most people would say super strength um, the ability to fly super speed something like that right something more in the category that Superman falls into right well the thing about spider-man is though his abilities are strange and if you don't really live in a big city uh i can see where it would be pretty difficult to web swing around uh you know anywhere else than like a new york or somewhere where there was a lot of skyscrapers or something like that um you know his powers would be pretty limited for just anybody 
but the fact that Peter Parker, he lives in New York, um, it's a huge, busy city full of tons of people. Unfortunately, like in the comics, there's crime and a lot of that. And um, so his powers are just ideal for that kind of setting. I would say that I wouldn't ask for spider abilities uh, right off the bat. That wouldn't be the the sort of power set that I would ask for if I had the opportunity. Probably like you, I pick something more in the line of like, yeah, that'd be pretty cool to fly or even to have super strength or, you know, something, you know, get pretty creative with it, you know, control time, who knows. And, um, but I don't really think that it was the abilities themselves that drew me to the character. Now, as a kid, like I said, I liked the X-Men. I think that was because there were so many different kind of powers. There were so many different characters that you, you could have a, a handful of favorites. Like for me, I liked Wolverine and a couple other ones. Um, and, you know, some of them just look cool. Sometimes you just like something based off of looks alone. <laughs> you know, which Spider-Man has a pretty unique get up if you really think about it. The whole red and blue. You know, it, and he has tons and tons of other suits, but, you know, it's just very unique. It seems like if I were to tell you to create a hero, Spider-Man would have probably been one of the last things that would have came to your mind and then not only came to your mind, but what we have today for Spider-Man wouldn't have been the image that popped up in your head when I told you, well, here, create this hero. Draw like what you think a, a superhero named Spider-Man with these abilities would look like. So I, it, it's really just a random group of different things that I think really make that character work. And probably one of the big reasons why I fell in love with the character um, you know, like I said, growing up, I was watching that animated series on like Fox Kids, I think, uh, in reading comics. I remember when I moved down to Alabama back in like 2001, which was a crazy year for movies. If you think about it, I think like Harry Potter came out that year, Lord of the Rings. But I remember Sam Raimi's Spider-Man came out and I thought that, you know, that was just unbelievable that they're making a live action Spider-Man movie. And... I remember just enjoying every second of that movie back then. I mean, I know now <laughs> like you can go back and watch that whole trilogy. Um, and it's a little ugh, compared to what we are getting today with a lot of the MCU Marvel films. Um, and like the new versions of Spider-Man, like Tom Holland. And even if you want to bring up the amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield, but it was just this whole idea of not just Spider-Man. One of the things about him that I've always really liked. And there's a word that I want to keep on using, but I'm, I'm going to get to that in a minute. But with Peter Parker, you know, he's this guy who when he gets these abilities, he's a teenager. He's in high school. He's going through what most people at that time are going through. You know, wanting to be accepted, be popular, you know, relationships, trying to balance out everything in your life and in your world. 
And um, the whole idea of him being this like bookworm, nerdy type, geeky, really at the beginning, kind of a weak, thin, just, you know, the kind of guy that you would think back in the day would get bullied, get picked on, get made fun of, um, just for, you know, either looks or just personality alone, like whether or not he was a good person, which we all know that he was and is, but you know what I'm saying? Like it, it just, he was like the ideal candidate to receive these powers. Um, now granted some, some individuals that it went through that would receive some kind of powers and maybe use it for like revenge or some, you know, evil doings. But the fact that Peter Parker gets bitten by that spider, he goes through this whole process of discovering these powers. Then he gets hit with tragedy with Uncle Ben dying. And everybody knows about Uncle Ben. Um, and how he lives with that guilt of, wow, I had these abilities. I could have done something about that. And I know there's different versions of how it plays out, but you know, when uncle Ben tells Peter, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And now he's been struck with this great power. He takes it upon himself that I need to use this power for good. I need to make sure that this doesn't happen to anybody else. It really relates to the whole Bruce Wayne Batman situation where Bruce Wayne's parents are gunned down in an alley and he finds himself so hurt that instead of turning that pain into an anger and revenge and a selfish uh pursuit he turns it into i know this sucks and there's nothing i can do about it now and it hurts very very bad but to the point where i don't want anyone else to experience this kind of pain if they don't have to and if i can do anything about it with peter parker basically the thing that i think a lot of people really dig about him and i know for me for sure is the fact that he is a character that is super relatable. I, when Stanley created him, I know that he made sure that Peter had problems. <laughs> you know, like he's constantly trying to balance this responsibility of being a, a superhero with relationships, family, work, um, bills money you know like he works at the daily bugle which is a newspaper he'll take pictures he's like constantly running behind on bills trying to make uh ends meet he's trying to you know date and get with mary jane and uh, numerous other females in the comics and you know sometimes well really most of the time duty calls and he can't meet the obligations that he wishes that he could for those people because the fact that he has this ability and these powers and that if there's trouble or something that's going on go swing through the city and try to you know help but there's also that 
guilt that he carries about Uncle Ben. There's this guilt, the balance between him being Spider-Man and his personal life. The, the person who he was before he was given these abilities. Where he enjoys being Spider-Man and saving people and doing the right thing. He also must envy just a normal life. You know, there's a lot of trends with Spider-Man throughout the comics where you see that he wants to give up. He wants to quit. He wants to put the, the suit away and he just wants to have a normal life because it seems like for anything he does right, there's always something that goes wrong. So if he is winning in like his personal life, he might be losing in his hero life and then they switch. And sometimes they're both bad, you know, and, and, and you know, and sometimes they're both good. Sometimes like everything's, you know, just going his way, but it, it's really relatable. I think that watching Peter Parker, Spider-Man deal with this like battle with himself on how do I balance and how do I prioritize my life now? You know what's right and what's wrong now i mean just because you have this ability and you have all these powers you must come to a conclusion at one point where you know that you can't save everybody you can't be at every place at all times like you're still human at the core and where you have characters like Bruce Wayne who during the day he's like this you know billionaire um, playboy just kind of lives in his mansion runs a company and then at night he's out you know protecting Gotham and he's driven by his own motivations but he doesn't really seem to care about his personal life you know like he his, Bruce Wayne always seems to take a backdrop to Batman where I felt like Spider-Man and Peter Parker, they always clashed. And when Peter Parker is suited up as Spider-Man, he is just like more confident, but that's still that geeky, nerdy, awkward guy swinging around battling villains. Like one of the things that I like about him is when he's fighting these villains, which he has a catalog of amazing villains that not every superhero has, but he always jokes and has these quips and he's always like trying to break the ice and the tension by saying something dumb and you know kind of like being a smart ass to these these uh, villains because you know it's one thing to just show up and be like stop there evil doer you know I'm Spider-Man uh, you're going to jail blah 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 whatever he's more of just like points out something about them and just kind of jokes around with them because I, I don't know. I think that's, he says like in some comics and stuff that that's like a nervous thing for him where, I mean, he's just trying to play it cool. I mean, yes, he's Spider-Man, but really deep down inside, he's putting himself in like dangerous situations regardless, but he's just trying to make the best out of it and by like making fun of it or just like saying a joke, it, it helps ease that tension. You know, like those people who almost laugh when you're like why is that funny that's not even funny and then to them it's like oh this is just kind of like a nervous like thing for me like I, it just happens i think that's peter parker and spider-man and I, it's just like 
to see when you put on the costume, I can still see who you are, you know, like with Superman. Superman is struggling like in the movies because the people who are like directing and writing that character, I don't think they understand that character. And it's really hard to a certain degree to make Superman a relatable, lovable character um, for people kind of like how it's really easy for a character like Peter Parker, because you look at this guy and he's just like you and I. He's just dealing with the same stuff, but he has these uh, spider-like powers, and he just is, he's a superhero. But other than that, like, he seems like the kind of guy you could hang out with, and, you know, it wouldn't feel weird, other than the fact that he's probably hanging from the ceiling or sticking to a wall while you guys are hanging out. But the fact that Superman, he kind of is that too-good-to-be-true OP very overpowered kind of character already that and the and the fact that they're not writing him and creating him um and presenting him as this uh hero that's out of this world an alien but has fallen in love with earth and and wants to be like everybody else you know yes he's clark kent by day but clark kent is like a very good act for superman they're almost like different people it's not like peter parker and spider-man which i always feel like that's the same person just with a different look on um bruce wayne and batman they're in a way different people it's an act uh like he goes out of his way bruce wayne to make sure that you, you wouldn't think this dude is the kind of guy that has a lot of money and goes out at night dressed as a bat to fight crime. You know, he kind of wants to come off as like a selfish asshole to a lot of people in a way. Not all the time. I mean, I know that. But I also think that he wants to kind of like throw people off his uh, trail by putting off that, that persona. But that's the thing. Like growing up with a character like Spider-Man that's why i think a lot of people dig him is he's so relatable he's just going through the same shit that we are but he's also accepting the fact that he has his power thus he has this extra responsibility and for a line like with great power comes great responsibility to come from something like comic books which i'm not trying to demean comic books i'm just saying that is like a life quote that I've lived by, honestly, <laughs> and has really stuck with me and struck a chord. And I've couldn't, I've couldn't, you know, like shake it off. I, it's just something that I kept in my my brain <laughs> growing up. And you know, you rarely get those kind of lessons or quotes or teachings or things to live by by people you actually know. You know, like from your parents to other mentors or uh, idols. And it's just for, and it came from a character that really just dies and then that's it. But he has that one line and then boom, uh, talking about Uncle Ben. But um, so I think that's why people like him, relatable. And I think Stan Lee attests to that. I think most people, when you ask them why they like Spider-Man, it's because he is a relatable character. And that's the thing, like, he, I've never seen a character like Spider-Man, like a superhero, 
other than dealing with his superhero problems, have to deal with like real life stuff. I mean, I know there there are other characters that have certain things like that, but like not like Peter Parker. Dealing with like getting evicted, getting a job, working, uh, getting a girlfriend, you know, in a being in a relationship, finding love, trying to take care of his uh, family, trying to take care of his friends, trying to have fun and 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 have a life outside of being Spider-Man, where you, I think some people like Bruce Wayne uh, or Batman almost becomes obsessed in the sense that he's just like either in the bat cave or he's batman and in between there like he's out there just putting uh putting on a show it's it's just really it's really cool i think that the the whole idea of spider-man just shouldn't work it does and that's why i think it's very special that Stanley and Steve Ditko, who recently passed away, so that really sucks. Uh, he's it's probably just as much credit for creating Spider-Man as Stan Lee, as far as like his look and appearance and other things like that. But he recently passed away, and it it just kind of sucks when you have people like Stanley and Steve Ditko and anybody else who's created something like a character. Or a world that feels real, that makes you want to know this character, or makes you feel like you already do, like they're your friend, uh, or they create a world where you feel like I want to go there, like I want to be in that world, I want to live in that world, I want to experience that. Th- those those people that walk this earth and do something like that, they're very special. Um, some people will try to say that they're just make-believe they're just creating you know nonsense it's nothing you know life-changing but i think we can all attest that a lot of things in entertainment whether it's a book a movie a television whatever these characters and these stories have such an impact and influence on us i mean i i know that they've had uh, a great uh influence on me on my character and and on what I hold to be right and wrong with a lot of things. And to watch somebody come up with something for us to enjoy, dedicate their whole life to it. And it's not even really by the motivation of like, I wanna get rich, I'm gonna come up with a comic book character. This character is going to take off, you know, I feel like when you have those kind of motivations, your cause is in the wrong place. You know, these characters like JK Rowling and Harry Potter, um, George Lucas and Star Wars, Stanley and Spider-Man, these creators and what they have created that are larger than life now that their intentions weren't. And I think I would like to believe their intentions weren't, I'm going to get rich. I want to be famous. Sure, they want to make a living. But I think at the end of the day, they wanted to create something that can make you feel. That can make you happy. Uh, that could bring you joy and happiness. And uh, in a way, a sense of belonging. Like, here's a character who's doing things like this. They're so cool. But remember, they're just like you. They're human like me and you. 
that they pour that they're they're pouring their personal experiences they're they're pulling from so many different things in their life to create this very unique combination of things i mean look at the character of spider-man and just look at him and really think like where did that even come from and why does that work because some days when you think about it a little too hard it shouldn't and i because i don't like spiders i don't really like any insects i don't know about you i know most people usually don't so the idea that there's a character called spider-man and they're the most popular superhero out there for you know compared to a lot of other ones i'm sure spider-man's right up there with you know batman superman and plenty of others um that's that's pretty wild and the fact that a character like spider-man has influenced uh other characters that are being created today i know that if you're a fan of my hero academia the main character deku the creator has said that deku is based off of a lot of peter parker slash spider-man like as far as like influences and once i found that out when i would watch my hero i'd start to look at deku in a different light and i'm like oh wow like there's a lot of spider-man in this guy like as far as like his tendencies and personality wise and yeah next time you watch my hero and if you've never watched my hero please do it's an amazing anime i think a lot of people need to check it out it's it's been really great to watch and uh and and enjoy over the past like couple years for me um but you you know someone made this character and it's made that huge of an impact and it's just from comic books i think this is like the thing about it is seeing marvel movies dc really all these superhero movies become so popular and resonate with a lot of audiences that are usually not interested in heroes and stuff like that or this kind of stuff they kind of classified it as like this geeky nerdy you know just stuff that they probably wouldn't look out for but you know hey it's in the theater and it's it's more uh accessible at that point so that the that they're being introduced to these characters and they're also finding the same joys that previous fans have found all these years it just goes to show you you know that that's timeless it's it's going to be the same 50 100 years from now when uh, a spider-man or some of these other characters when they're still out there in the media that it's going to have that same effect on generations and other generations it's it's a beautiful thing it's really cool and i think it's more of that that i i appreciate and respect when it comes to creators is when you're creating something that's just as much as it is for you in the sense of like this is your imagination you want to bring this story or character to life for others to experience and hopefully have some kind of positive impact and and it's and it's successful which is rare I mean, if you really think about, you know, because with comic books being so popular and successful these days, it's kind of like anything that you see that's popular and successful. 
so many people just want to jump on this get rich quick scheme, you know, where they're like, whoa, man, I need to create a superhero so I can make a bunch of money like Stan Lee did, or I should write a book so I'll become rich like JK Rowling. And I feel like those are that those are the types of people that they don't put the, their heart and soul into it and it reflects and it doesn't succeed. It falls short of expectations of their own and that whenever you create anything and try to bring anything into this world, you need to have the right ingredients. There's circumstances, different influences, motivations that when combined can create something very unique and something very beautiful and timeless and a character like spider-man is a perfect example of that um and and it's it's really inspired me uh, as i've gotten older i've looked more into stan lee and to the whole creation process and what inspired him uh, and it's been such a fun interesting journey to go on because I love finding out why or how people do things when it comes to something so different and creative as coming up with a character like Peter Parker and, and, and coming up with all the other characters in his world that I've believed in, uh, to be real when I was a kid and, and had such an impact and I felt like I knew some of these characters more than I know people I actually know in real life that that's saying something you know and I, I don't know I just wanted to go on that little spill real quick <laughs> about you know just that how amazing that is and how truly I think we take a lot of this for granted and given the right perspective you can learn to appreciate it more and uh, so I will constantly applaud and respect those who bring things into this world that are timeless as these characters and worlds that um, you know these people have brought into our lives so let me get back on track when it comes to actual Spider-Man, okay? Like I said, to reel back to the beginning of this episode, 2001, I watched Spider-Man, Sam Raimi one, right? Since then, we've had so much. We've had video games, we've had shows, other movies. It's been almost overwhelming, the amount of entertainment and the different shapes and forms it's taken that I don't know like what's good what's bad I mean obviously you can nitpick and stuff but you just gotta sit back and go wow this is crazy this is just wild that we've already had one trilogy of Spider-Man there was gonna be a second one but there was uh, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 which eh, yeah you know we could get into that some other day then you also have now the new Spider-Man, Tom Holland, who for me is my personally my favorite Peter Parker, my favorite Spider-Man. He's younger than Toby was and Andrew. 
Um, even though Andrew's in high school in those movies, yeah, you know, he doesn't look like he's a high schooler. He kind of has more of that punk skater vibe, which I was like, mm, I kind of like my Peter Parker to be nerdy, geeky. And Tom Holland's like a good mixture of like a modern nerd or geek, I guess, which is a word that doesn't really hold any offense anymore because that's mainstream now i think that geek culture and nerd culture and all that is so out there and popular for you know all of us to take in that you can't go to really any store without seeing a marvel a star wars or something in some place in that in in those stores so it's not like it was back in the day where people think that you know bullies used to grab these people and shove them in lockers or you know garbage cans um <laughs> it's not like that anymore i don't think i don't know but we also had all this television now granted most of it's been like animated cartoons and stuff and i only watched some when i was growing up um but there's still been like different shows that have been on like disney xd and stuff uh when it comes to spider-man and games we've had a truckload it seems like uh my favorites would be the one that came out on playstation one which is one of my favorite spider-man games i think it's just called spider-man <laughs> and then uh spider-man 2 which is based off of the movie spider-man 2 that had Dr. Octopus, which was one of the best movie villains of um, all time for Spider-Man. And uh, that game was pretty spot on. It was open world. This is like, what, PlayStation 2 days? And uh, it was just a great, great, great time. And we've had numerous ones since, but none of them have honestly lived up to spider-man 2 because a lot of people if you ask that's usually their favorite and when it comes to video games of in spider-man's adaptation recently had the pleasure of playing um spider-man on ps4 didn't buy it it's really hard these days to buy single player games uh even though i like to support the the companies and everything and if i had the spare 60 bucks laying around I probably would only because Spider-Man is one of my favorite characters, but I ended up just renting it from Redbox and I ended up beating it. I had to rent it twice though, because I got really pulled up with all the side quests and all the collectibles and stuff. But anyways, that would be my favorite Spider-Man video game thus far. It was... And I'm not going to go into any spoilers. I just want to give you guys a quick review of this, I guess. But I would say that that is one of the best adaptations of the character of Peter Parker and Spider-Man. I think that the character designs for Aunt May, Miles Morales, all the villains, Mary Jane, uh, Peter Parker himself, the whole world it was awesome was really 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 and I, I say unique but i think it's because it's, it's it's like a combination of all the best things from all the previous adaptations and the comic books and the source material and but it's also like a nice realistic tone applied on it where you see these villains you see spider-man himself you see all these people and you see real people you see real 
things. <laughs> like, the villains, their equipment and suits and stuff feels like, ah, yeah, I feel like somebody could really come up with that and make that and use it like that villain is using it. Where, you know, in previous adaptations, you have like the Rhino, for instance. It's just a big dude and probably like a spandex rhino suit you're you're thinking like okay nobody's really going to be running around the streets of new york in a rhino suit like that but but that was back then right so i was just really taken back from the story the story was very very interesting very heartfelt and emotional uh when i watched the trailer at e3 a couple years ago i was not at e3 but the trailer that was at e3 and it showed that mr negative uh, was the main villain pretty much i was like i don't really know who this guy is because like you and like me you can be a fan of something that doesn't mean that you know every little detail and backstory and bit of information and fact about whatever you're a fan of you know you might know more than the average and you might not have to Google and look up everything, but like I don't know every Spider-Man villain. I know the the popular ones. Uh, so Mr. Negative was somebody I was just like, uh, okay, is this like, was this a villain that was created for the game? I mean, that's what I was thinking, and it turned out that uh, he was actually, or he is a villain in the comics. But um, anyways, they made Aunt May a little bit younger, uh, and it just felt like this is the right direction if you were going to make a spider-man game you would want it to be just like this to do anything else i feel like would have been either doing too much or doing too little doing too little i mean you're admitting that there's previous spider-man games so we'll just basically copy from them and doing too much is you're trying to be so different that you miss the heart and soul of what makes Spider-Man and what makes a good Spider-Man game. The web slinging is fun. What else? Oh, well, in this story, which I really found cool, uh, Spider-Man's been doing it for a minute now. I think it was like, I could be wrong and I'm not going to look it up. I don't have it wrote down, but it was like eight years or so. So he's been swinging through New York for a minute, but it, you feel that vibe. It's not like you have people like J. Jonah Jameson, who I think used to head the Daily Bugle, but in this story, he has like his own podcast and you hear the clips throughout the game. And he's kind of like that Alex Jones character where he's like spitting all this uh, kind of like conspiracy theories about Spider-Man and what's been going on throughout the story. Um, you have more of this respect like the cops are like thanks spider-man you know because he's helped them out it's not like he's just this costume dude swinging through doing stuff and they treat him as like this really unusual vigilante and they don't trust him he has uh this chick in the game i think her name is yuri and she's basically the commissioner gordon for Peter Parker and Spider-Man. And that's that's awesome. I think that's something that you don't really get in a lot of Spider-Man stories. And I hope that they continue uh, with that in stories 
moving forward, not just in that game, but in really anything Spider-Man. I think that's just like a cool thing to bring into his world and make it a consistent feature. Um, let's see, what else? I really don't want to go on too many different story things because I really feel like it's a game that you should experience and play and enjoy and not know a lot. Uh, I will say that Dr. Octopus or Doc Oct is so emotional <laughs> it or his character story is so emotional it's very heartfelt you feel a shitload of sympathy for him um the fact that aunt may works at like a homeless shelter is from the comics but i've heard it was just in there for like a moment and then it was like taken out i think that was very very cool because one of the things that you'll notice by playing that game is that Peter Parker, Spider-Man, both of them, because you, you switch back and forth, are are trying to teach the player like really cool lessons, like about helping out, helping others, helping in your community, that anybody can make a difference and you can make an impact in others' lives, big and small, you know, that you don't have to be Spider-Man, you don't have to be a quote-unquote superhero to do these awesome, powerful, positive things in uh, your life and others. And so there's a lot of themes that run through the game like that, that sometimes or most of the time are subtle, but then sometimes they're kind of like up in your face, which that might throw some people off. But I feel like they could have um, easily not done that. And the creators of that game decided you know we want you to get the heart and soul of what makes spider-man spider-man and what makes peter parker peter parker and i really appreciated that and for someone like me who is a fan of the character i loved that game and the ending was pretty emotional uh like i said it took me a while to get there but i got there so if you have a playstation 4 please check it out if you don't find one grab it and you know check it out it's it's just an experience it's a story that i think if you're a spider-man fan especially you you want to check it out so that was really the big motivation for me to talk about spider-man in this episode because he is one of my favorite characters of all time not just contained into uh, superheroes and comic books and stuff uh, the character himself I just have always related to him I've always uh, enjoyed the stories the characters the villains and like I didn't even really touch on the villains I mean he has such a crazy amount of good a-list villains like Doc Oct, Vulture, Scorpion, Venom, Carnage, Green Goblin, Hobgoblin, Mysterio, uh, Sandman. I could go on. You want me to? Well, I'm not. Um, but, but like to the point where he has uh, the Sinister Six, which is six of his like most heated villains. They're like, yo, screw this Spider-Man guy. We can't beat him on our own. This team up. And so they do. And, you know, that says a lot about <laughs> you being a hero if your villains are, like, teaming up to take you out. Uh, so that's pretty crazy. It's kind of like the Legion of Doom. 
Uh, but this isn't against the whole Justice League or a whole team like the Avengers. It's against just one guy, one person, Spider-Man. Uh, and I don't even think Batman has like a Sinister Six uh, group in his in his stories. If if he does, let me know. But I, I can't think of anything right now. So I don't know. I don't know if you're listening to this episode and you know about Spider-Man. Uh, I'm definitely not like an expert. Uh, there are definitely a lot more people that are way more informed on comic books on this character they could provide so many small but important details uh better than i could uh like i've said in previous episodes i really just try to tell you how i feel about these things not really what i know um because i don't want to sit here and just read you a wikipedia page of facts about spider-man or every little thing like that there's other things and other platforms and other people doing that. So you can find that out there if you'd like. But um, I really just like to talk about how that character, Spider-Man, impacted and influenced me. Uh, because he did. But there's people like Professor Thorgy, Comics Explained. I think it's Comic Pops. Uh, there's just a couple YouTube channels that you can check out. There's even, speaking of podcasts... Uh, there's a Spider-Man podcast that I used to listen to. I haven't really listened to recently, but still pretty cool. And if you're a Spidey fan, then, you know, it's definitely worth a check out, but it would, I think it's the amazing spider talk, but just look that up on like iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And yeah, there's like two guys. Well, the last time I listened to it was two guys that, you know, they would either review and talk about the comics that came out the Spider-Man comics that came out that week. And they would also go back and talk about different stories, different, you know, sagas and story plots and different things like with the character. And it was really entertaining and it was fun to listen to. And so if you're a huge Spidey fan, you know, check that out. And like, if you're listening to this and you don't really know much about the character, there are so many uh, ways to get introduced, whether it is the comics which I always suggest for people new to any kind of character that it comes from comic books to check that out first, then check out like the movies, the television shows and the video games. But you know, like just mentioning video games, that Spider-Man PS4 game, it does help if you know some backstory and you know, you know about the character of Spider-Man cause they don't really go over everything all over again. Cause like I've mentioned, this was like eight years down the road, but I don't feel like you, you, you can't play that game if you don't know anything about Spider-Man cause they, they, there's a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of things here and there that you can like pick up on. And you, you'll be able to still have a good time, I think. I, th- I think it's still a game that... Uh, I mean, I think it was announced that it's the fastest and highest selling PS4 game. I don't know about the highest, but definitely the fastest. Or it beat God of War or something. Y'all, y'all look it up. Um, but it did beat a record. So it means that either there's a lot of people that aren't Spider-Man fans playing this game... Or either all those people are Spider-Man fans and they all own a PS4, which, by the way, that game is a PlayStation exclusive. You can't play it on Nintendo Switch, can't play it on Xbox One, so you would need a PlayStation 4. So if you have a buddy or somebody out there that will loan you their PlayStation 4 or you could rent it from them, 
um, or something, or even watch a Let's Play. I know that 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 I do that a lot for some games, especially if I'm not gonna throw out that uh, money on the game, or if I just want to see if I like it, or if um, you know, like like I said, like if I can't afford it, but I still want to watch somebody else play, you still have a good time, and they're pretty entertaining. A lot of those. Uh, YouTubers and Twitch uh, streamers and Mixer streamers that are um, entertaining and they, they do these story-like games and stuff. So there's definitely a way to experience this character. This character, I feel like, is if anybody asked me to suggest them uh, a comic book superhero or superhero to get into, Spider-Man would be number one, um, followed by you know a couple other ones. But that is the character that is the most like us and the most relatable and does definitely because of those two things he's the most inspirational you know because like i've mentioned this dude has storylines in his comics where he wants to quit where you know he's had that tragedy he overcame it and uh that that just says a lot like you you can't give up no matter what and life is gonna always be hard to some degree no matter how much good you're doing it's not gonna play favorites I don't think that life works like that I don't think that the more good you do the less bad you get I mean to some extent but I don't think that because you're doing all these good deeds life doesn't pick on you life doesn't throw anything at you any curveballs uh, it doesn't work like that and i think peter parker is testament to that he saves people's lives uh he does so much good in those you know in these stories obviously not in real life but even in real life he's had positive impacts and Yet he still has to find a way to keep his apartment and not get kicked out. He still has to find a way to please those that he loves and show them the attention and care and give them the time that they deserve and not completely lose himself to one thing over the other. That it is a struggle to find balance in really anything you do. You can look at it as work life and just personal life you know these people that work themselves to death and then they they lose the ones that they're working for they they go through divorce they lose their relationships with their kids or friends or other family members they develop unhealthy habits they just it's it's really a good lesson about when you're doing whatever you're doing that it's possible but it takes a lot of focus and energy to find and create balance in your life and that you can do one thing and you can do the other but it's not going to be easy and it's not going to come without sacrifice and you're going to lose some things along the way you're going to gain some things along the way 
There's going to be days that are harder, harder than others. And there's going to be days where you are going to want to like just throw it all in the trash can and just say, I give up. I, I can't, can't handle all this. Can't handle it all at once. But going back to what Uncle Ben says, I mean, with great power comes great responsibility. And I think you can look at that word or that phrase of great power and you should not be restricted and confined to thinking great power means superpower that means superhuman ability no i i I really think it's more of like you have a power to do something to make an impact to make a difference and with that you have a responsibility and you have a responsibility to yourself to live up to that and live up to that kind of potential. And um, but when you decide to, you look at that phrase again. You go, "With great power comes great responsibility." So just know what you're taking on. That it's not easy, but it's worth it. And yeah, I, I guess that's really what it all boils down to. And. Um, you know, I could really do an episode and really geek out and nerd out about the specifics about Spider-Man, but his character, his story, his life, the people who created him, the people who have wrote the events and stories of Peter Parker and Spider-Man throughout the years, um, I couldn't thank them enough, and the impact and influence uh, Spider-Man a fictional uh, character has had on me it has been tremendous and um, yeah so I think I'm going to wrap it up there uh, please check out anything Spider-Man if you haven't ever and if you have um, I hope you relate to what I'm saying tell me if I'm not alone in feeling that way and tell me how or how Spider-Man has impacted you or or any kind of character, any kind of person. There's always something or someone out there that's influenced and impacted you, sometimes in a negative way. But most of most of the time, there's a lot of positive influences out there. And they don't have to be real breathing people. I think there's too many awesome examples in fiction but that's going to wrap that up uh i was glad i get to you know get to talk about these things with y'all i really do uh i try to find a balance between talking about stuff like this and i find a way to put a twist on it or spin on it where it's like more of a deep conversation um it's fun but there's also some something to take from it and, um, you know, I try to find a balance in the catalog of episodes that are coming out from Wondersoul where you have these fun things like this, but you also have like some very deep and even serious topics that I'd like to cover. Um, and I, I strive to keep that balance in, uh, in the future, uh, when it comes to episode topics and ideas, but thank you. Thank you for hearing me out. Thank you for listening to me. Um, if this is your first episode. I hope you become curious enough and have enjoyed this one enough to go back and check out previous episodes um, and stick around to listen to uh, future episodes. But um, so 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Wondersoul. Uh, this was episode number 29 titled Spider-Man. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share. Please rate and review Wondersoul on iTunes and whatever platform you are listening to this episode. It helps out tremendously. You can find and listen to previous episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Anchor, TuneIn. I think that was TuneIn. Yeah, TuneIn, Stitcher, uh, Google Play Music, and, and especially Podbean. Podbean is where I host these podcasts and... That's the app I use to listen to my podcast from Joe Rogan to Double Toasted to so many more. So yeah, please share these episodes and this podcast with your friends and family. And those are the ways that they can uh, get in touch and also uh, just enjoy and listen. You can also check out these episodes on YouTube. So please go to the YouTube channel and search Wonder Soul um, and subscribe and like those videos please connect with us on social media we have a twitter account instagram account facebook page tumblr twitch we have it all really on all those platforms all you need to do is search wonder soul or check the description below uh so but yeah connect connect with us on social media uh it's great it's a good way for us to have a opportunity to talk get to know each other connect about this episode and previous episode and topics and uh let's see what else i think that would be it i hope that everybody's doing good i hope you enjoyed this episode i really do uh please give me feedback continue to give me feedback um constantly trying to improve if you would like to support this podcast please check out the uh the link for the patreon it's as low as a dollar uh, to five bucks a month. Uh, it helps with subscription fees. It helps with equipment, everything to keep this podcast growing and improving. And your support definitely helps keep me motivated and keeps me inspired to try to give you the best episode every chance I get to record. Um, so please check that out. There should be a link in the description of this episode. But other than that, till next episode, I'm Bearded Buddha, and this was another episode of Wonder Soul. Do good and take care. Peace. Peter, these are the years when a man changes into the man he's going to become the rest of his life. Just be careful who you change into. This guy, Flash Thompson. He probably deserved what happened. But just because you can beat him up doesn't give you the right to. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility.